Jeffrey Whitnake and I run Hagen'sAlley.wordpress.com. I'm also the Subcon 3 on forums like Nintendo Age and Claw. I'm a double award-winning published author um, for Hidden Treasures, a book that's on sale at Lulu.com. It's also on the right side of the page that you're probably listening to the podcast on right now. You can help support us. Instead of like every other podcast where they want you to give money to keep their podcast going, all you got to do is support us by actually buying the gaming book, and a little bit of that money will go towards the podcast. And I've also written towards a few different gaming publications, such as Nintendo Force, Pixel Nation, and Retro Gaming Times Monthly. And we've got guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm big into uh, No Death Runs, High Score Runs, uh, Collector of All Things, Vintage and Retro, uh, pretty much anything video game related. Also collect figures, vinyl, VHS, tap handles, old beer signs, and old beer steins. And we've got Kevin. Greetings, gamers. Kevin here, aka KWK. You can see my site on kwkbox.com, and also visit my channel kwkbox on YouTube at any time for support. We do lots of let's plays and have videos of all of us in different forms. So if you want to add a voice to a face, my channel is the place to be. Please call our number, leave a voicemail or a text message at 262-264-VGBS. Sweet. So we got our uh, our homework game for the week. Bionic Commando for the NES. Oh, shit. We actually had homework. <laughs> yes, it's did bad. Did Kyle study for his homework tonight? That's the question. That's right, I did. I studied real hard, teacher. I studied real hard. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, Um, I know we decided like a few weeks ago to play Biocom and uh, Bion Commando, and I uh, went that weekend and played it and beat it, and then I know Kyle was busy as shit that weekend, and... I know you got to it finally, though, which was great. So we we actually were planning on talking about it last weekend, but we're like, ah, eh, we're not going to rush it. We're doing this shit at our leisure for fun, so it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we want to be able to have, like, enough substance to where we can talk about it at length for all you guys out there, you know, because that's what you guys deserve. Yeah, it's 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 actually uh, it's actually my trick. I, I make sure Kyle gets... Uh, it's obsessed with the game, and then we're good. <laughs> it's all over now. <laughs> it's, all, it's all over now. Yeah, it's all so I, over now. 
It's my it's my trick. Lad <laughs> <laughs> Spencer in the house. Yep. Yeah, he's such a badass character though, and uh, yeah. it's it's like Strider. Uh, it's just something that that I would create. Yeah, I mean, I guess I could give a little like background on the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so 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 what we'll do is we'll put up a little bit of wallpaper for all the listeners. We're not gonna try to insult anyone's intelligence, but just in case we get some new listeners or someone who's not familiar with the game. Uh, what we'll do from now on is like paint a better picture of what the game is, um, and then we'll go into our story. Because most of the time we go into our story and it's like we already assume people have a base knowledge, but they might not. So, um, so buying a commando NES original NES 8-bit game uh, developed and published by Capcom, um, and basically it was released in 1988. So it was an earlier release for Nintendo. Um, it actually used the original box for um, buying a commando, used the old seal of approval. Um, there's two seals of approval for Nintendo. There's the classic gold one everyone sees, but the actual original one was black um, and had gold Nintendo lettering instead of the gold with the white in the middle. So that's a pretty cool little tidbit that the older games generally used that black seal. Now, not all did, because I think they kind of alternated a little bit. I'm not 100% sure on that, but like all of them that you, you'll see that are generally older and a lot of third party have that gold and black seal. Um, so, Bind a Commando, though, is an action platformer. Now, what separates Biocom from the rest of the bunch is you cannot fucking jump in the game. Gasp, facepalm. Yeah, it's like, so So basically, what you need to do in Buying a Commando is you need to play this game like it's your only rental for the fucking weekend. You have to re- rewire your brain to learn a different way to play a game. This is what I call a... Rob Bryant style game, a Sly Dog Studio style game. If you play fucking Mad Wizard, what's the main thing in Mad Wizard? It's a platformer where you can't jump. Surprise, surprise. You know what I mean? Like, ding, ding, there's ding. A, there's yeah. some parallels from Mad Wizard to the control style of Bionic Commando. The layouts of the games are completely different. Um, they couldn't be further from the same. But. The, the little aspect of having to relearn something and buying a commando is um is definitely a cool thing to do because it, it thinks outside the box and it's not just another cookie cutter, cutter platformer. Um, so it's the major way is so you, so you can't jump right. So how do you get to other platforms? You use this mechanical arm, bionic commando. So you have a bionic arm, um, and what you do is you latch onto platforms from underneath and you can pull yourself up. Or when you're running and jumping, you can latch and propel yourself and swing like Indiana Jones. So fun. Um, so fun. And there's like so many little advanced techniques you can do. Um, you can stun enemies with it, but you also have a gun, mm-hmm. um, which can be upgraded later. It's huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like awesome. Yeah. There's extra, there's items you can equip um, that'll help either give you health later or, you know, damage enemies from above. Um. And there's a whole communicator system because throughout each level, you have to go to a level and um, use a communicator to talk with your forces or wiretap the enemy forces to figure out intel. 
Um, and what it does is it allows you to not only progress in some levels where like you'll talk to your buddies and they'll unlock a door, mm-hmm. but also like the doing getting the intel will be like, all right, so Super Joe is over in the waste area right now in the junkyard, and then in a different level they'll be like, oh, the junkyard is number eight. Yeah. So then you'll know, oh, the junkyard's number eight, and Super Joe's over there. You go over there, and they find you find out, oh, Super Joe's been moved to to thirteen or something. But you know, you find out the story through the communication level. So that's a really cool way to do it without like forcing it on you, making you watch it because you can completely skip most of that shit, which is awesome. Which we realized later on. Yeah. 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 After and, playing and we, it through the first time, but that's what's important about playing it through the first time. Yeah. Kind of like with Virgin Eyes. Because yep, yep, yep. you go to every single area because you're trying to put all these puzzle pieces together because you don't know anything yet. Exactly. So um, I'll just jump into a little bit of the story and then I'll let Kyle uh, take over with Sweet. his insanity. Um, so basically, um, the plot of Bionic Commando. Um, and I, by the way, I just have to put this out here. I played a hack of the game. That got that reput all the Nazis in the game. That's awesome. So, so yeah, that's all it did. Good, <laughs> it put, good call on that though. It put all the Nazis back in because the original <laughs> version of this cool. game, the Famicom version, is called Hitler's Revival Top Secret. Mm-hmm. The arcade game for my command is called Top Secret. This is actually the sequel to it called Hitler's Revival Top Secret. Um, and you are controlling. Lad Spencer from the FF Battalion. Oh yeah, that's what it's called. Um, and basically you're fighting the Nazis. Um, and Generalissimo Kilt. Um, and basically what they're trying to do is revive Hitler. Yeah. I mean that's what they're trying to do. Yep. Um, <laughs> cryo chamber awesome. world, man. Uh, in the NES version, he's called Master D. Yeah, but Master he. D. And then the irony is, is that somehow. This is the classic game that got past Nintendo sensors because at the end, if you beat the game, it still shows Hitler's head and explodes yeah. into a bloody gory mess. Scanner style. Fucking amazing, dude. <laughs> but um but yeah, so and you're going to rescue Super Joe. Um Super Joe was not only the in the original Bionic Commando, but he's also the main character from another Capcom title called Commando. That's um, right. And one thing that, you know, Bionic Commando has is when you're progressing on the map, there's these little convoys that are driving around. And if you run into them, you actually go into a commando style top down level. And I know Kyle's going to jump into some awesome, you know, tidbits in there too. So, um, yeah, go ahead, Kyle. Uh, take her away, man. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, you lay, you lay like the best groundwork. <laughs> I tell you, man. I tell you. <laughs> I tell you, man. <laughs> I tell you. I tell you. <laughs> so, yeah, it all started when I was a kid, though, when I uh, actually rented this game for the first time. And, yeah. uh, you know, I was I was used to the linear stuff, uh, like Mario Brothers 1, but I wanted to break away from that, and I just thought it was interesting if you could do whatever you wanted. Uh, for a while, I was in a phase there where I didn't even care what I was doing in the game. I just wanted to, like, do something and go wherever I wanted, like Simon's Quest, Zelda 2, Battle of Olympus, uh, Bionic Commando, just kind of yeah. non, non-linear, non but I never could, like, piece together because I was too young to, like, figure out what I was supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. But on that side, too, I never really cared either. Not like I opened up the instruction book and, like, scoured through it or anything. So it was just kind of fun as a kid to control like an avatar <laughs> on a screen, 
All I have to say, Kyle, is if you used the instruction manual back in the day, you were a square. <laughs> <laughs> and most of us just threw that shit away and it was like, you know, we'll figure it out. Figure yeah. it out. And I actually, did. um, actually a really cool story with mine is I put Sweet. them all in a baggie. So I took all my instruction books when I was a kid and I put them in a, a little like uh, sandwich baggie and I still have them and they're all mint because of that. Beautiful. <laughs> But yeah, mine were all in like a little baggie, including like all my little drawings as a kid. So I got like an Ultra Mario drawing, and my Punch Out records were in there, and pretty awesome shit. Yeah, that's like the best when you look and you find that it's all been preserved. It's almost like being like an anthropologist or something. A little fossilized Nintendo yeah. manuals. <laughs> it's like, oh, what did we come across here? <laughs> what is that? What could it be? so yeah and then uh so the like the levels is as jeff was saying there's like a map in the very beginning with numbers and the the numbers don't go in like you know numerical order or anything um so like in mario it's it's like okay you it tells you which way you gotta go that's how you know this game was kind of made for like older kids i think too more of a like maybe like in the teenage zone um, it's kind of like how they had Lego, and then they had, like, Technic. It's kind of like a Technic game to me, like, a little more advanced, where if you're a kid, you should probably be playing something like, you know, Mario 3 or something, where you, you go to the right, you end the level, and then you go to the next level, and it's like, this is what we do, you know? Yeah. Yeah, th- this this game in- introduced a little more complication and, and crypticness, and you had to go to these levels and communicate with these people and find out things about the levels. And um, that's where, as a kid, I could just never get it because I wasn't to that point yet. And again, I didn't really care to get it because I was just happy to be playing the NES. And uh, the whole grappling thing really pulled me in. Um, and his character is just, like, so badass to me, and that's one thing... I, something needs to be, like, super badass to me, personally, for me to get into it. If it's not, or there's not something cool that strikes a spark, it, mm-hmm. it's just, like, that's that's okay. But, yeah, you know, um, to me, Bionic Commando is, like, just super badass, and it's like, this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, and you know, you know what the irony is, is that... um. I was the exact same way when I was growing up, too. Like, same shit where it, it was just something that, like, I just didn't get it. And now it was like, when I picked it up and played it, like, to me, this was, like, almost linear. And I think it might have to do with, like, me having a military background now. Because I basically saw the numbers as, as zones and areas, like, just from, like, a military standpoint. Like, all right, so... I was like, all right, so these ones are safe zones, these ones are action zones. So I went from action to safe to action to safe to action to safe, basically like linear. And all the way to when I got all the way near the end, I was I didn't even hit a hit a bump. <laughs> like it all just made sense in my brain. Like it was like it was like written for somebody with a military mindset. And I mean, it you are in like a military like aspect in this game. Like you know what I mean. This game does have a military aspect. It kind of fits the glove. Yeah, so I'm like, it kind of like makes sense why it would almost click with me now. <laughs> yeah, when you said that, we were chatting the other day, I kind of thought about that. It was like, it's kind of like <laughs> we were, perfect. We were almost like going back and forth, like if it's linear or not linear, because I'm like, no, dude, you just go red, white, red, white, red, white. It's completely linear. And I was like, dude, it's like red. 
Fight boss. Get new. Go to white zone. Get new item. Go to red. Fight boss. Get white zone. Get item. I was like, dude, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. It's not. It's not non-linear. And you're like, but it is non-linear, and it, it is non-linear because you can go to any level in any order. It's the way that you see it, and that kind of there's a path you can follow on the road, and it's like, yeah, it kind of shows you where to go in a way. Within a lot of levels, they're also nonlinear too. It's not yeah. just like left to right. You're you just wandering around. Over. Yeah, like that's what I loved about maze levels too. It's yeah, pretty, pretty awesome actually. And that's that freedom that I like just loved, and that that's what stuck with me. That was like what resonated with me in that game. Um, so when we decided to play it again, I was like, yeah, like I only have good feelings because it didn't restrict you from anything. Yeah, was, and. That- and as a kid, that was fascinating to me because Mario, you go and you go to the end of the level. I'd beaten that game like two or three times, and I was like, you know, that's cool, but I want something that kind of introduces something different to me or like blows my mind. So I found that with Bionic Commando as a kid. Um, mm-hmm. Then uh, the whole thing was, yeah, as a kid, you 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 start at Area One, and then there's Area Two, but it's not by Area One. There's like different ones between area two so it's not like a linear thing like you go one two three so as a kid i went to area two and because i figured you know being (laughs) so trained in that linear fashion it was like well and then i I realized well i'm not getting anywhere so you almost have to just go everywhere as a kid uh but when you're old older like jeff said and uh, especially, I guess, with that military mindset, that you just kind of have a hunch and know, like, well, this is the way it's supposed to be. Like, this is how yeah. it's set up. And I don't even think I rented the game back in the day. I think I only played it, like, later on emulators or something. But, like, back then, like, even when I played it, you know, years back, I probably still didn't even read it either because I was just playing another game. I wasn't, like, now we're playing it for substance. Right. Like, we're playing it for a purpose. So I'm going to sit there. I'm going to get the entire story. I'm going to watch the intros. I'm going to read every line of text just to see what the story's about so I can get fully immersed in the experience. And that's what's cool, and that's what I would recommend. And Do all the communication, all, all the wiretaps, go in every door that you can. And uh, it's it's like it's like upper echelons for me, like hardcore. Like, I would probably get a tattoo like of him swinging. On his penis? On my fucking penis. <laughs> ah. get, get the get the bionic arm down a shaft. <laughs> my, yep, he's grasping onto a Jacob's ladder, which is holy oh, shit. <laughs> we get to penis talk on VGBS tonight. Oh shit! Excellent. It's Prince Albert time. <laughs> Prince Albert, the, the wrestler. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, game comparisons. It should be really fun. Ah, um, yeah. I already mentioned Mad Wizard, and that's so loose that that's terrible. <laughs> it's not really a comparison. No, there, there's a, there's a lot that utilize the um the actual whip grapple type arm movement, and that's where Kyle oh, yeah. dug up a cool article on it. Yeah, there's a, it's like bionic arm sightings. <laughs> sightings. Yeah, it's a, even like uh, Castlevania Four, just like. Like the Indiana Jones, the pitfall thing, you know? Like Jeff was saying, it's like you swing like Indiana Jones, um, which is so fun. and You can swing, and then you grapple, and you hit the platform (laughs) right below you, so you do like a double combo. That's what's cool. You can do combos. Um, 
I watched a speed speed run by this crazy uh, Fiesel guy. He's amazing, like ridiculous. Fiesel. He was Something doing like does, triple, does quadruple combos, and he never, he barely ever touched the ground. And that shows you like the mastery that you can get to in this game. And that's a Capcom thing. Like Ducktales is the same way. You can yeah. get like ultra sick. You know what's funny is like Konami did have like speaking of like you know sightings. Konami did try to replicate the Bionic Commando formula, and that was the uh, the Famicom disc exclusive. Never came to the states. It's called Miracle of Almana, and that game is fucking trash. Like like it's um it's like Indiana Jones style, and you have this little bot like it's not a Bionic arm. It's a little grappling hook, and you gotta connect it, and then you gotta like scale it to go up uh, platforming. But it's so awkward and so poorly done. And the hit detection so far off that, like, I got the game as a reproduction back before, like, I knew any better. Uh-huh. And, like, I got rid of it because it was so bad. <laughs> like, like I got a CIB with a map and everything. So oh, like shit. Indiana Jones on the fucking cover. And a guy was doing a limited release. I'm like, dude, that fucking game's Konami and it's a platform. It looks cool as shit. Mm. And then it's broken. It's like, no. oh, my God. The game is wasn't fun, it, and seriously, it, like it seems like you know how you have a little bit of like when McDonald's does something, Burger King tries to copy. I think Capcom did it right, and now Konami was trying to copy. Now I could look it up online um, and see if like what year Miracle of Al- Armada came out. Miracle of Almana, but um, yeah, it's like funny though that like <laughs> they tried to copy off the formula and failed you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i think one game that is does do it justice and people who want to people who want to jump rocking cats yeah so so um so so i'm wrong what's up what's wrong so i said so i'm wrong uh miracle of our elmana came out in august of 87 and bionic commando came out in july of 88 88 yeah in japan mm-hmm. so so yeah like now the thing is is that the question is, is like they still could have copied off of Capcom because um, you still have the whole there's buying a command of the arcade game, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's where it all started. So that's the thing is that like the original arcade could have came out way before that because the original arcade game is released in 87. Yeah. And they could have released that original arcade game. Konami sees it. And fucking replicates it on NES. Then you have that. Like Konami's huge with like the arcades. Anything like that, they even do like um, casino machines and stuff. Yeah. Because when me and Judy went to slots, like it was like Konami everywhere you looked. <laughs> Made me smile a little bit inside. Konami world, right? Yeah. Even though they've uh, gone to the dark side of the force since then, but well, they got their company, right? They got to make money. That's what they're gonna do too, and they're gonna do it well. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I sent out that Hardcore Gaming 101, little shout out to them, um, Hardcore Gaming 101 article, um, and basically there was the arcade game, then there was the NES game, there was a couple of Game Boy ones, there's original Game Boy and a Game Boy Color one where you could actually be a female, um, and then it kind of died out until they did Rearmed, uh, Rearmed was a reimagining of the NES one. And then that was to lead up to the 3D remake, and the 3D remake was garbage. <laughs> and then they did Rearm 2, where he had an awesome 80s porn stash. 
Um, and, and that one actually allowed you to do a hop, believe it or not, a jump. But, um, but yeah, that was the, um, that was the entire lineage of Bionic Commando. They haven't done one since that. I think it was like probably late 2000s, probably the 2009-ish is when they did the Rearm 2. Uh, and, and that was just a digital release only, just like the first Rearmed was a digital release. Yeah, and like when I was watching the, the Feasel speedrun, he was like, yeah, Rearmed is uh, really cool. I totally recommend it. And I was like... Nice. I was just thinking, though, like, he just doesn't look the same. It just doesn't do it for me now. Yeah, I mean, it, it goes back to our conversation from a few episodes ago, and we were like the... It's kind of like the art style. There's yeah. Like some, there's something yeah. lost when they transfer the, um, the, the bit graphics to, you know actual drawn artwork there's something lost in there plus they like made his arm completely bionic where he just had like a little like device in the original like like predator boba fett or something yeah it's like the almost like an imagination factor too yeah I'm, I'm a big boba fett and predator fan so that's the thing like i just love things with like gadgets like batman too anything that's got gadgets and cool little things it's always intrigued me you were a huge fan of Inspector Gadget back in the day? <laughs> yeah, I preferred TMNT, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad of a show, though. Michelangelo, man. And Raphael is the dark one, so that's cool. And Leo's got the fucking katanas. You know, they were all fucking cool. That's what I love about TMNT. Every one of those characters was something that I completely loved. Now, now in the, uh, the cartoon, though, Raphael was the jokester. And then the movie, he was an asshole. He was like a... He was like a Brooklyn, New York uh, comedian, almost. Yeah, that's exactly what he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, then, like, later on, like, in the movie, he's just, like, pissed off, and he actually says, damn. <laughs> and what people, most people don't know is Raphael, his red mask was, they all had red masks in the comic book. Yep. And what's the other thing about the comic book? That was crazy, brutal, and, uh... <laughs> Episode... Issue one, they murdered Shredder in cold blood. <laughs> yeah, and Shredder rapes a girl, dude. And Shredder rapes a girl in like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> you know what I see with that, guys? I'm, I'm like, you know what I see with that, guys? I, I see a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? We're gonna bank on it. <laughs> Let's market these rapings and murders. Yeah, that came out of nowhere, too. Like, yeah. wow, you just decided this is gonna work, and it did. And it did. Yeah, you just cut out of the the brutal brutality, and it they market it to kids. It's perfect, man. But I think is either um, I'm trying to think of which country they were hero turtles because it was too scandalous. Europe. We're, we're heroes here. We're not ninjas. <laughs> yes, because ninjas ninjas were too brutal. It's too violent. Yeah. But yeah, um, back to Biocom here. Hell yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the game comparison. Flowing around. <laughs> um, and I game comparison. Back to that one yeah. too. <laughs> the item equip screen. Um, oh yeah. I totally thought like Blaster Master. Yep. Didn't you absolutely. think that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like the sound effect when you choose the item, it's like the Blaster Master sound. And the item even looks like when you kill the boss and they give you like the weapon. It's like, it looks just like the, the little um, like... Rocket when you get the Vulcan or whatever. You get the Vulcan or whatever you get in Yeah, Master. I was like, oh, that's funny. I wonder if a guy left from here and went to Sunsoft. That was my first thought. Yeah, I mean, that could have been. You know? That's why I love taking notes, because those little thoughts that, like, go by real quick, it's cool to catch those sometimes. 
put them in a bottle for later. Is link to the put them in a bottle for later. (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. The music, fucking Mega Man. Like, it's got to be the same guy, right? You know what's funny though is is um, Blaster Master was released like a month before Bionic Commando in Japan. Weird. So, so maybe he went from Sunsoft to Capcom. Well, I'm about to like compare them side by side online and see if like any of the names are the same. Might as well, right? Yes, analyst, analyst. Fuck yeah, dude. That's the way we do it. Because the other side is is that you know you got like designers and things like that too. And you know what I mean? Like some one of the names could match up. You know, you see a lot of Japanese names and you never know. The other thing is too is that none of the names do match up for Blastermaster Bionic Commando. But you also have like people probably trained or learned under each other, like tutelage and things like that. Yes, yes. So yes, I mean yes. there could be that aspect and you're not gonna see that on Wikipedia. That's where Wikipedia fails, is it doesn't get that deep. Like, there's a limitation to what you can learn online when you don't know the true history of things. Right. So, I mean, you you got to think, like, a lot of these guys probably took programming together or learned at the same, I don't know, academy or however they did it back in the day. Like, I don't think everybody just did the Color Dreams way and learned how to program in a fucking garage. For <laughs> <laughs> like, real, though. <laughs> Oh my god. Action 52A was in a garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fire that fucking teacher. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> At least Color Dreams, some of the games were almost playable. Fucking Action 52, god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wisdom Tree was just reskinned Color Dreams games with <laughs> yeah. Jesus in them. God world, yeah. <laughs> Still Jesus on it and call it a day. <laughs> It'll sell. It's it's Bible buffet. It says nothing with the Bible, it's just fucking food. <laughs> <laughs> there was a store called there was a store called Count Your Blessings it was on uh, Ridge Road and yep. Uh, I, yep. my, my mom used to go there she's always been a church lady um, she's the church lady I always saw through that stuff from a young age but you know but uh, they had them dude I, I, <laughs> they had them in droves I remember I, I remember seeing them being like shit this is retarded there was like another church store over by like where my parents were going to too and they had wisdom tree games I remember seeing like freaking uh, bible adventures yeah like what are you gonna get biocom or fucking bible buffet all day baby king of kings yeah <laughs> bible... king of <laughs> oh yes you gotta get that one <laughs> there, there's one wisdom tree game that I like yes Joshua wait no it's not Joshua Spiritual, Spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. It's like Zelda, dude. Yeah. Yep. Actually, I have it. Um, actually, new in box. <laughs> I have yeah, a sealed it? copy. <laughs> it's sealed. You got it from Campout, right? Yeah, I got it last year from Nintendo H Campout, and like, I got two games sealed. It was Legacy of the Wizard and Spiritual Warfare. I mean, the thing was, is somebody brought in an entire like sealed collection over to one of the uh, local game stores where where Campout's at in Tennessee. Christ. And, um, he had, I had, like, a stack of, like, 50 games that I wanted, but I was like, man, my wife will kill me if I come home with, like, spending thousands of dollars, so I just basically went for, like, the most affordable games I could possibly get, I just, like, I'm gonna get a couple, so I picked out, you know, a couple cool ones, because, I mean, they're sealed, so, you know, I mean, like, he was giving me, like, really crazy deals, like, I played, paid less than, like, a CIB price for a sealed Legacy of the Wizard, yeah, that's, and that's a classic he's just hooking gem. Yeah, and that's a classic childhood gem. Spiritual Warfare is a classic Zelda clone. Gotta have, so, it. Gotta have it. 
So yeah, like they were like that. That kind of kick started the whole uh, the rental display that I got going on. So and that shit shit got out of control now. <laughs> yeah, and as as far as um, more comparisons go, like the uh, music, obviously Mega Man, but uh, the graphics, like I thought of, of Ducktales, especially like the communication rooms versus the the moon stage. Yeah, yeah. It's very like. Uh, Someone, the same guy, like, had to design it, or, like, under the tutelage of that guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, especially if it's Capcom and Capcom, they probably use some of the sim- some similar people to design certain aspects. Like, probably the same background guy did them, or, you know what I mean? Yeah, and um, I, I thought also, like, the, the Pogo Cane and DuckTales gimmick and the Bionic Arm gimmick are very different, you know, of course. Very different, but very similar in the fact that it's a platformer with a badass gimmick. Yeah, I mean they they could they could have just started making that a standard back in the day. We're like, all right, we're gonna do this, but it has to have something unique. <laughs> and, and Capcom scored once again on that in Strider. Yeah, and then like Rescue Rangers, you pick up boxes and throw them and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that's that little gimmick mm-hmm. for that game. Strider's a little different beast. And I was telling Jeff yesterday. I mean with. Ultra and Konami combined versus Capcom. There's nothing I can really fault on the Capcom side except the music in 1942. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. That shit drives me crazy. It's amazing. <laughs> Other than that, like <laughs> they pretty much have like a flawless victory. Uh, Konami Ultra, on the other hand, there's some titles that are kind of, you know... A lot of titles. <laughs> trying to be nice, but yeah. Let the realism shine through, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of trash. Less less Konami, less Konami, more Ultra. But <laughs> Yeah, I want to wear a bulletproof vest for them, but maybe, you know what, just throw it off. Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, it, when you actually look at TMNT as a whole, the original TMNT, like, ugh. Yeah, this this game made me decide, bar none, that I, I like Capcom a little bit more than Konami. Gasp. And this just goes with the NES games, really. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, Capcom never really made a stinker. You can always yeah. turn the volume down, I mean, at least to a decent amount for 1942. I can still get to level, like, yeah. 20 on that fucking game without dying. It's hilarious. <laughs> Eventually, the music just, like, dissipates in your brain, and you, like, forget about it. <laughs> that's awesome. And then, as a kid, nowadays, I'll yeah. just put on, like, an, some uh, cool music or something, but... Yeah, you just throw her on mute or whatever, and it is what it is. Yeah. The, yeah, the the thing that sucks, though, is that, like, like you were saying uh, before, is that it would be cool to just have, like, sound effects and music off. Yeah, like, I wish there was an option for that, so then you can put your own music behind it. And still hear the sound effects. Yeah, because I've always been fascinated with audio meets visual and, like, what it can create. Like, with movies, like, it can make you cry. Like, certain, like, music with a certain scene, it just works so right. Like, that emotional, like, burst, like, supernova, that's really cool. So it kind of makes it it interesting because there was one class um, I had, which really turned me on to that, and the professor, like, turned down the volume, and he's like, now, now watch it. <laughs> and it's like, nothing. It's like, you don't feel anything, because the music wasn't there. So, yeah, and as far as, like, the the level layout, especially the neutral areas, I thought of Zelda 2, 
And I'll tell you why, because... Yeah, um, yeah, I got it now. It's like the, think about that. It's like the Hyrule Towns, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And uh, what's funny, too, is, like, the building interiors in those the towns in the neutral zones areas, um, they always look similar in both games. A little single room world. Yeah, and it's always the same room, and you, like, know when you go in, it's going to be the same thing. Um, that's the other thing that I was going to say, too. Talking to certain people unlocks certain parts of the game. Yep. Uh, some guy will say that there's a secret place between these these two these two areas. So you go between those two places, and that's how you get the helmet. But if you don't talk to him, it doesn't open. Exactly. So you activate it. Yes. And there was also the one spot where you actually had to fire on the safe zone in order to, in order to open up a spot in the safe zone to get another communicator. <laughs> mm-hmm, that's pretty wild. And I, I actually always had fun firing in the safe zones, you know? That was always fun, yeah. too. I actually um, avoided it until I had to. That was the thing. The the other thing, the boss fights, Final Zone Two. Why? Because they're like the same thing every few stages. Yeah, they were. <laughs> Final Zone Two. Only the diehard VGBS listeners will know what the yeah. fuck we're talking about at this point. This group again. We gotta fight these guys again. Like here we go. Here we go again. It's the same mech that we killed a few stages ago. Because there's, there's there's either the machine that's like the PPP machine. Beep. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> the, like, platoon that, like, tries to rush you. Or, like, the, yeah. the, the big-ass dude who tries to use, like, hard to kill. Or there's... Yeah. And there's, like, a shield guy, too. That, yeah. like, shoots his own arm. He has, like, a little bionic arm, too. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's like, oh, I've seen this before. It's, it's just always... And from now on, it's, it's like a Final Zone 2, like, staple for me. So that's pretty much it as far as the comparisons. Did you think of anything else? Aside from, you know, the classic like, Indiana Jones style, you know, anything like with, like, Spider-Man or Batman doing grapples. I mean, but, you know, other than that, like, there's... I think it was pretty, like, unique for a game. I enjoy, I enjoyed it just because it was a different experience for me. Yeah, I, I think it's so cool that it's like a pseudo-sequel to, to Commando. And they were both arcade games, too. Yep. Um, and how Super Joe... When you get Super Joe's weapon... Um, it's supposedly the best weapon for the overhead stages, which is funny because he was in Commando, which is an overhead stage game. Yeah, yeah. I fucking love that game. Uh, I can play it for like a long time without dying, and because it's a Capcom game as well, of course. I mean, obviously, but just to verify to everybody, yes, it is. Uh, the other thing too, um, for anyone who like wants to get um, started in the game. Who is, who's having trouble starting with now that we're on the overhead stages? Just wanted to go. Th- oh, yeah. Just wanted to go through a few hints here before we take a little break for about forty-five minutes. Tips and tricks. Yes. So there's there's an infinite life spam trick that I actually found, and I'm sure a lot of other people have too. When you go to the overhead stages, there's a, a there's two guys that are more pow- powerful than the others. They they might be in a jeep. Or um, they have, like, a more powerful weapon. I think even in one level, he has, like, a bionic arm. Um, if you kill those guys, they drop an eagle-looking crest, and it gives you a continue. Mm-hmm. So, and there's two guys in that level, so you can get two continues. And those levels aren't that hard. I mean, pretty piss-easy, right? Super easy. So it's basically free continues. You can even, if you want to, die in that level. It'll restart you at the very beginning. I tried. And you can get it twice more so you'll have four continues 
And the thing is, you can get a maximum of nine. And then the other thing is you can make your life pellets go up. Yep. Um, it's kind of like Splatterhouse uh, for Famicom in that the more guys you kill, the more your level goes up. In this instance, certain guys you kill um, on the side-scrolling stages, it's only on the side-scrolling stages, drop mm-hmm. drop a little bullet. And when you get the yep. you get the bullet, it adds that experience point to your tally. And you can actually access that on the menu screen. But uh, once you get to a certain part, you get like a, an, another hit point, another pellet there. And it's permanent as long as you have those continues. So what I suggest, start the game. Uh, and and farm. And one thing that I, I didn't mention, to get to the overhead spots, which you would figure out eventually if you played, but uh, they're actually the little convoy trucks that travel a- across the map. And uh, if, if you run into them when you're going in between the, um, certain areas, you'll start a fight, and you can't avoid that fight. It actually automatically takes you down and en- engage with the enemy, you know? So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, go there, rack up your nine continues. Okay. Go to area one, and in the second zone, the second spot, you start out like at an outside spot. And then when you go. Um, to the next spot, you're like in an underground cavern, and these paratroopers start dropping. And there's a part where you can take this elevator down all the way to the bottom of the shaft, and then there's a little spot down there. What I would do uh, is two things. Farm, because the paratrooper guys keep coming, just run to the left and the right, and, you know, like NES style, the sprites just like get activated and fall. Um, the, o- yeah. the other thing, while you're doing that, practice your arm. That's a good time. Yeah. That's a good time to just build up your your life pellets. Now that you have your nine continues, build up your your fucking life pellets, and practice that arm because there's a little box actually in, in the middle of that bottom part of that shaft there before the spikes. You'll you'll know it's right after the elevator in the first zone there. Um, mm-hmm. You can just jump over this box. And what I was doing, I would um, grasp the very top ceiling, and then I would see like. If, how far that I could jump past the box, if I could get close to the box, if I could get further from the box, you know, kind of controlling, because, like, later on, you you know you're, you're going to have to, it's going to be balls deep. Like it's, Oh, you're going to have to start chain fucking jumping. So I was like, I better get started now, and then I started getting fancy, and even too big for my britches, and died a few times in the spikes, <laughs> thinking that, that <laughs> I was, you know, master, but, uh, so, that's what I would recommend when you start playing it, uh, for the very first time, rack up those lives, rack up those hit points, and when, whenever you start like running low and those continues, go back to the overhead levels with those convoys, get two more continues, and if you want, die, get two more, or just go to another convoy and get two more. Either way, it's basically uh, you're never going to die, you're, you're never going to run out of lives, so really it's like the Castlevania thing. There's no excuse not to beat the game. You are the only person will eventually say, you know, fuck this game, because th- there are some really hard, like, grappling puzzles. And that's <laughs> that's where I knew, like, Area 6 is, like, fucking psychotic. Uh, actually, when I was watching the the speedrun video, all of them were like, this level is nuts. And it's easily the hardest level in the game, and that's why they give you an extra life at the very beginning of the level, because it's the hardest, in my opinion. But uh, I think we should take a break now, and uh, we'll, we'll go into more in a little bit here. Sounds like a plan.
Alright, so, um, things that I loved about this game, um, how you can grab the items with the bionic arm. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely grab items. Yeah, it's handy. It's not like something sitting there mocking you like an E-can in Mega Man. <laughs> you can just grab it. Yeah, and that, that's also what I'm, what I mastered when the, when I was doing the whole paratrooper, like, grind thing in the, in the first area there. I, I just mastered, you know, grabbing the items because cause each paratrooper would drop a bullet. So I would just grab the bullet as fast as I could. That was like my whole training thing. So, um, again, totally recommended for someone who wants to, like, beat the game through. Actually, the first time that I pressed power on that game, uh, I didn't press the off button until that game was completed. So That's hilarious. I did the same thing with Vinyl Zone 2. I did the same thing with Toe Jam and Earl. It's just... Uh, that's why I'm on this podcast, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Playing games. This is insane. But, uh, so that's my definite recommendation. Um, now, you can jump super far with the bionic arm. Like, with the, the Indiana Jones thing, you can go really far. I was surprised how far you can really do it. Like, Oh, when far. you release it at, like, the optimal peak of the swing. Yeah, I was like, this is fucking bad. Yeah, I was pretty conservative at first till I noticed you could do that, and I was like, "This is crazy." Yeah, and when I when I sent you guys that speed speed run, it's like Spider Man, you know. I think Spider Man would learn a lesson from that guy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's a he's a badass <laughs> little lad, the lad, the impaler. Hell yeah! <laughs> um, and I, I gotta say, like in tight, like cliff type spots where you have to like double cling, it's it gets really hard. Because um, you're just hanging there on the edge of nothing, and you have to like yeah. cling on to to this, this other thing. Um, what I'd recommend, I relied more on stealth than the accuracy at that point. It was like as long as you were quick enough to shoot and cling onto a certain platform, you could pull yourself up. Accuracy would come more with experience, I found. Uh-huh. But as long as you reacted as fast as you could, you could usually grab those cliffs and those ledges and those platforms. Um, fairly, fairly easily. Um, not always, but fairly easily. Um, I gotta say, the collision detection barely exists when you're swinging the arm. It's hilarious. You can go through ceilings, walls, spikes. Uh, they were just abusing the shit out of this during that, uh, speed, speed run, Feasel speed run. He was going through, like, floors and stuff, and it was, it was hilarious. So, it's actually while you're swinging to the left or to the right, uh, that's when, like, you can just there's no hit detection at all. It's it's pretty wild. Um, so that's a good hint too. In certain levels, um, you might be able to advance a floor up. There's certain levels we have to climb um, stages or tiers uh, upward, like a in like a tower type se- sequence, and it keeps getting harder and harder each floor. And um, yeah, you can definitely use that that trick. There's also if you press start A and B together, you can exit a certain zone. And go back to the map at any time. That's super important, actually, to know. Yeah. So, and it's like, say, say you die or something, or you're about to die. You, you know, you flung yourself off a cliff and you missed the uh, spot that you wanted to cling to. Uh, press start, press A, and press B, and you'll go back to the map. Also, it's kind of moot too, which I found because when you go to the overhead stages and get those two continues. You know, you have six lives right there anyway, so you can just keep doing that. And you... So basically, they give you lives everywhere. They give you chances everywhere. They give you as much leniency like as possible. Without blatantly giving it to you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, they're not like 
mean or anything. Like, actually, they're really nice in this game. So I, what I, what I realized, um, I would say speed speed run wise, you don't need to beat all all the stages. You just need to get the the correct items to proceed. And uh, that kind of leads me to the things that I would change. But um, before I go into that, is there anything you guys wanted to add to any of that? I mean, basically for me, like, I feel like if you put in enough time into buying a commando, and like I said at the very beginning, like, enough to rewire your brain (laughs) to get used to, you know, how to play a platformer a different way, I I feel like this game opens up. It's like a, it's like like you always say, Kyle. You got to peel back the onion a few layers. Yes, keep it going. Yeah, keep peeling it. Yeah, know? exactly. You got to keep peeling it, and and like what you were saying with the uh, the whole grinding aspect, it it not only will you know cause your you know hit points to go up, so you can take more damage, and you know on the commander levels to get more continues, but you're also going to hone your skills, and that's the more important aspect because. Once your skills are honed, you're not even going to need to use the extra hit points. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> that's the irony yeah. right there. Yeah. Yep. So that's pretty fucking hilarious. But yeah, that'd be my only thing is that you just got to be, you know, patient with it. Just got to give it your give it your all. Yeah, it's like the uh, that Feasel speedrun. I mean, he he made it look like a hot knife through butter, and that's I can totally make sense of that because you know with my Ducktales ten million dollar no death run and the gradius no death run and stuff like once you master it and you get to that point it it is like a knife through butter it's like the the brain is able to catalog so much information but i found that if you don't keep reinforcing it you forget it really fast yeah so if i wanted to go back and do the speed runs that i did i would have to like basically like an olympic um get train man competitor you got to train Got to start doing some Hulk Hogan, you know, milkshakes. <laughs> some fucking Rocky Egg style. Eat your, fucking, eat your fucking vitamins and say your prayers. That's right, mother, brother. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the thing is, too, is that, like, especially listeners need to realize there's a huge gap between being able to beat this game and being able to speedrun this game. God yeah. You can be, you can beat this game with, you know, just getting familiar and it's very approachable. It's not one of those games where you have to grind away at it if you don't need to. Like I didn't grind at it at all and I was able to beat it and I mean, I'm I have really good reflexes so I was able to get through some of the more difficult spots and you can power through those. Now I did die a couple times, but I had plenty of extra lives and continues because of you know, the the extra levels. But the thing is, though, is that, like, I was able to go through it, but I don't consider myself even close to any, like, the speedrunners or anything. So it's it's one of those things where, you know, like, if you had to, like... I know Kyle was showing, like, levels of game or, like, a gamer's level. Like, if, if like, we're, like, a 7 or an 8, you still got those Billy Mitchell 10 out of 10 freaking gamers that just, it just clicks for them. You know what I mean? Like, freaks of nature, you know? Exactly. and It's, like, the people that we watch and we're, like, blown away. Yeah. And, and I'm just saying us, I'm not trying to be haughty, but... We've done the speed runs. We've done this, the high scores. And we have world records. 
So that's the thing. Like like when we can drunkenly beat Double Dragon 2 and beat the world record, and we just didn't record it because we were drunk. Uh, yeah, it's uh, over and over again. And we've done it multiple times. It's just it's one of those things when we see people playing other games because we're not like maybe Double Dragon 2 we're a 10, but we're not a 10 at other games. Just like Billy Mitchell's a 10 at fucking Pac-Man Donkey Kong. But yes, I guarantee you, yes, you jump yes. him on some other games that he's unfamiliar with or a genre he doesn't like. He's not. He'll be down to a seven or an eight, or you know what I mean. And this is what I want to tell viewers: like, don't get down on yourself. Ever find your game because this is what Jeff's saying. Billy Mitchell's not good at everything, so if you put him in the right situation, he might look like shit. Yeah, and the thing is, blasphemy. Is he probably won't even play those. <laughs> he probably won't even play those games because they don't interest him either. Anything that's twitch or requires reflex skills, Billy Mitchell will destroy your ass, though, without a doubt. <laughs> Anything that's twitch, like yeah, that's that's his like ability, like DNA oh, yeah. wise. And if, if you think about it, that's what he grew up with. Yeah, so he's mastered it too. And we grew up with more so the NES than we did in the arcades. Like, we went to arcades, but in our area, it was more like we were, like, the NES boys. Like, that's what we did. You know what I mean? Like, but, I mean, we still had arcade experiences, but it was limited to, like, birthdays, going to Chuck E. Cheese or something. Showbiz pizza at the time, or going to, you know, uh, Shakey's. And that was some good pizza, but we never got to, like, enjoy the longevity of of it. You know, really practice. Well, and, like... And, like, hone our skills, because you have to pay quarters instead of being in a restaurant your parents owned and you had free play all day <laughs> well and even so like some of the other like arcade masters is that they would go every day after school to the arcades like there wasn't an arcade by my school so i couldn't just like hop in there you know after school or go to the malls the mall is a good 45 minutes from the house so i couldn't just roll over to the mall every day after school and play some arcade games so it's like my locale kind of limited me on the arcades which limits me on my where i'm the master of certain games but others like if we live near arcades like within an after school special style we might be amazing like that too and here's 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 two cool points i just love to put in there with with that awesome statement that's always a part of the record holder's story is that they had an arcade by their house because they had the practice but that's part of our nes story yes that's why we have our our niche is like the home console because that's where we were. Exactly. And it's like, yes. that's just like where we were at that time. And that it just so happened that's how it worked for us. And it doesn't mean that we're better than others or they're better than us or we're worse or it's just we all have our current niches. And the one thing is, though, is that I love that I can still appreciate and love arcade games and I enjoy them a ton. So it's like, I now, being older, can dedicate time to mastering a few different arcade games, and I think it's really fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've, I've watched some of Kevin's videos, and he, Kevin, you got some mastery on that shit too, like Home Alone, you know, for Genesis, I believe. <laughs> oh yeah, that's really hard to master. <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't know, like shit, I don't. Me, if you put us into that game, we'd like get our asses kicked for the first few minutes at least. Maybe maybe not long after that. But first, yeah, it's kind of blanketing what all you guys said. That was a game that uh, you had as a kid, and that's maybe all you had for a long time. So kind of like the Fester's Quest story again. You have it long enough, you'll just master it whether you realize it or not afterwards. It becomes like a natural thing, like, you know, sleeping or eating, you know. Yep, you do it enough, the muscle memory patterns pay off, you know. That's what's so cool. So you have these characters that you can be... And you can be these characters and, like, master them. Like, 
holy shit, dude. We're we're so lucky. <laughs> we're so lucky to pretty be, much to be in this situation. Not not only to have the games we have, but to be human. Like <laughs> you know, just all the stars align for us. I'm telling you, man. Got to embrace this stuff, and we got to really just enjoy what we have and just play the shit out of this stuff. This is what it's all about. This is what the viewers want. They want to hear like an in-depth conversation because that's what we do. And also, like I like the uh, the personal experiences and the personal stories. That's my always my favorite. Like though. those that's are my best. favorite yeah. episodes that best. we've that's done. The best. Those are yeah. yeah, those are the favorite episodes. Those are the, those are the best parts. Like we can talk about news and things, but if we don't have a cool aspect or spin on it, then it's just us regurgitating the news. Like you fucking see on YouTube is like, oh, everybody's sitting there doing the oh, this is what happened in the news today, and it, like they usually don't have much to say on it. Yeah, we don't want it to be like placid, sterile, and banal. We want it to you would feel it. Yeah. And you think about it and just know that, you know, we're fucking real. Exactly. Just share stuff that only us can share, not just generic news, you know? Yeah, yeah. and it's not like we don't want to come across as just like bitching about stuff either. So like it's one of those things where we'll, we'll constantly be tweaking like content just because like in the end like we like to listen back on it as a history piece as well and so <laughs> try to keep it as interesting as possible and the stories are amazing yeah and um i guess now's a good time to go into biocom the final part now th- oh, th- this yeah. will be like this will be kind of a round robin um i want to know your opinions and i was thinking right. this game to me i would do like a redux this would be my first choice. Like it, like reason. would you call it rearmed? <laughs> no, no. And <laughs> 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 update the graphics. Put it on the current gen console. Yeah, like th- <laughs> if if I could design this game, like okay, so tweak it so a basically little bit. your NES ROM hack version of yes. Bionic Commando. Got it. This was the one game that I had so much to offer. Like most games, it's like like Zelda. I wouldn't change a thing actually. Yeah. There's there's a lot of little nuances, so maybe we could go around and like come up with yeah. like one item at a time. I'll let, we'll let Kyle start though, because he has a list. Little little cheater. <laughs> Password system. What do you guys think? Um, Mega Man. Anyone? Dots. Yeah. Grids. So so a password system. I would say if they got rid of the exit a level. Because because you can exit a level, it's almost like you can avoid deaths and things, and you can sit down in one setting and beat it. I mean, with enough patience, you'll you'll beat the level. So I mean, I would say password systems almost not needed um, unless they change some of the mechanics. Okay, cool, cool. What do you think, Kevin? I I kind of agree with Jeff that it's really not needed, but it's one of those things. It's nice to have regardless. So yeah, <laughs> uh, it's because you never know the situation. You're like, well, thank goodness. I mean, I gotta you know go get something or whatever. Then at least you got that option. Yeah. I just I, it's kind of funny when I know I have a password system, and it's kind of like that. You know, in the back of your head, you're like, oh, there's a password system. I end up beating those games because I just sit there thinking to myself, well, I ain't got to worry. I got a password system. Right. But the games, if there isn't one, and I'm sitting there, usually for whatever it reason, takes something will happen. It, it? Yeah, it, it messes me up. So it's I like know. I need that. I need that safety net when I tightrope with this game to know that there's a password or save, and that that throws me off sometimes. It's but. the eye roll thing where you're like, God damn it! Like, yep. 
you, you have that negative as soon as you start a game because you're thinking, oh, there ain't no password in this. I better make sure I don't screw up or die because I'll be replaying this whole damn thing again, you know. So, so it's perfect. Both of you guys made the perfect rule then. Just take out. You can't exit the level. Fuck that. Yeah. Scrap that. That's gone. Yeah. That's fucking in a black hole. There you mm-hmm. go. There it is. And now you can save. So the hack... That's what it's got. You can't exit the level anymore. No no more training wheels, bitches. Yeah. And <laughs> there's only save. Because you can go to the level anyway, so it's moot. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Brilliant. So, so, now that you can save, they have to make it in the hack. It has to be mandatory that you have to beat every level. Yes. I love yeah. that. That's a good way to put it. Because you can get a, you can get away with not beating levels in the game, and the game yeah. doesn't tell you like which levels you've beaten. Yeah, like you can go back to the levels and beat it again, and it doesn't like the square of the the square doesn't turn like dark or something. It should like shade. Like so, I was thinking too. With that, you should only be able to go to the very first area at the first level. And that kind of like tells you what to expect for the rest of the game. So I noticed in, in level three, when you go the, to the com- communication room, it's it's like we've un- unlocked the boss door for you. Yeah. So I think in level one, it should say uh, we've unlocked the boss door for you. Um, please pay attention uh, to these contacts; they may be important. You know, something you know, something like that, just so you know, like okay, that's what I. That's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, does it say that in the instruction book? That's the question. Yeah. Let me let me uh, check while we're chatting. Um, cool. Let me see if I actually have the instruction book. I might. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have that one. Let me see. I'm just going to look real quick. Because I got a bunch. Nope, just Battletoads and Bioforce Ape and Blaster Master. So. Going through the bees. <laughs> yeah, none of the buying a commando, unfortunately. Just checking real quick, just to see if I might have it. Nope, I do not have by the commando because I, I got a ton of manuals like throughout the years, so I never know what I got anymore. Yeah, it's one of those things where if it spells it out though, like it really shouldn't rely on you having to have a manual though. That's always bad programming in my opinion. Yeah, like that's that, that's what I was no. thinking too. So in the Redux, like we're gonna assume you're gonna buy this new cart and it's not gonna have a manual. Or maybe you just found it on this, you know, some pawn shop or whatever. You found it underneath an overpass in Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Which has happened. I can verify it. (laughs) Exactly. But you still know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Listen to back in our old episodes and you'll find some cool shit on that. (laughs) That's the episode with Rob on there talking about our... Three favorite items. Great episode. Oh man, that's like one. Of, that's one of the best, actually. That it's all stories, man. It's all yeah, stories because of this. Because it's real, and it happened, and it's fucking amazing. That's why, yeah, exactly. for real. So I was thinking too. Uh, translation issues. It's like, oh my god, like holy shit. Bionic Commando is like so many. It's like Simon's Quest. The base is about to explode. Like <laughs> so many typos. Splod. Um, my biggest typo problem when I tried going to area eight, it said not enough power. I don't call this a typo, but actually it's a translation problem. So initially, and it was funny because I was watching someone else play online, and he thought the same thing. 
not enough power, I thought, well, maybe I have to get more life pellets and make my level go up, because you have to get... I only had, like, six life pellets at, at, at the time, yeah. so I didn't have eight. So that's what makes your your mind wander, like, do I need eight? Maybe I do, because I don't have it. Should <laughs> I try it? You know, that kind of thing. Um, when you really just needed the blue communicator... Yeah, you needed to make sure you had all the items to go into the next one. So you didn't have enough power, Japanese-wise, meant... Because Japanese people were doing these translations... As good as they could, obviously, because a lot of them are horrible. Um, you need to get more power as in more power-ups or something. Whereas in my Redux version, it would say either <laughs> you, you need the, the the blue communicator to enter this area. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Instead of thinking like, oh, I have to get all the levels now. There was The, the review that I watched was a shame because he said he encountered that spot and he never got past it. Really? Yeah, because he didn't get it. You don't have enough power. Like, what do you mean? Why? Because you can't go to that area, and you need to to finish the game. Hilarious. Area 8. Yeah, that's a big thing that I would fix. It's like, geez, you know. They don't get it. Not enough power. What does that mean, you know? <laughs> you know? Um, so, uh, also, start and select functions, I think, should be swapped. Start and select? Yeah, because start actually activates, like, say you um, have the medicine, and the, the medicine's amazing. You get that after you beat area one, I believe, and you can equip it each level, and it refills your life each level. Did you know that, Kevin? Yeah, I didn't know that that's how that worked, if it worked out that way or not. Yeah, so you big... have two life bars per level, too, oh. along with infinite continues. And basically infinite lives because you have infinite continues. So, yeah. like, they give you everything you could want, basically. Um, when you really see the whole picture, though. Because I, I look at things, when I get into something, it's, like, psychotically in-depth. So, you know, I it's not like a normal person would go this crazy. So that, that's, <laughs> again, why this is my spot on here, on this podcast. <laughs> that's what I'm here for. That's what he's, um, here he's here for the beer and the bitches. <laughs> the beer and the bitches are a classic line in a few episodes. Nice. Um, the other thing I thought, the, the when you get the, the flare power up. Ric Flair? Just, um, woo! Yes. <laughs> 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 yes. Nice. <laughs> riding, jet flying, wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, son of a gun, man. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, like when you get the flare power up, it basically looks like a, a bubble and like, and there's like a little flame inside it, right? So you're like, what the fuck is that? It doesn't tell you what you got. Number one, that would be my change. When you get the power ups, there's a little text box that says, like, Zelda 2, you know, you have the flare or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because you don't know what you got. Oh, also, um, it'd be really cool if, you know, they, you know, told you what some shit does. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. There should be, like, a legend in the menu. Like, Zelda. The beautiful thing about The Legend of Zelda, if you just let the game play and you don't press start, it tells you what every item is and it shows you it. Yeah. That's the thing, like... There should be something like that in every game too. Just like manual a, built in the game, practically. Yeah, just just like a saves thing. Like yeah, a manual built in the game. So like Jeff was saying, theoretically, if you're gonna pick it up and you don't have a manual, you could still play it. And then on Kevin's end, like that should be there because I don't have the patience to like muddle around with this garbage. Sounds like yeah. flipping through paper. Ain't got time for that. Sounds like something uh, you know Slidog Studios would do. I don't know how that mm-hmm. is. Yeah. 
Or I even mean Kevin just flipping through, just not having the instructions. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If you get it without the instructions, you're going to be like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I ain't going to spend 50 bucks on eBay for that manual, I'll tell you that. But game, game FAQs, that's, that's where I go. That's true. Yes. But there's no pretty pictures. That's okay. And, it's, and, a, and a nifty story. Words are knowledge, and knowledge is power, my friend. That's right. And that's <laughs> half the war. That's half the battle. Gee, that's I know. <laughs> um, America. Yeah, era. so definitely the whole legend thing. When you get the item, it should tell you where it is, and on the menu screen, it should tell you what each item is, because it doesn't tell you, like, rocket launcher. You know, you, you're picking the, th- the three-way. You're <laughs> picking uh, Super Joe's gun. Picking the three-way. he's Eiffel Towering (laughs) that's right (laughs) yeah and then uh, of of course definitely just to make it mandatory to beat every single level yeah that's Um, super important to me here's my thing you could have an option at the very beginning that's like speed run or 100% completion which one do you want (laughs) or you could even like a middle one that's just like free free reign whatever you want freestyle Free run. In the middle there. Just do whatever you want, run around, and you can do whatever. It's both ways. It'll be more like Mario 3 where you can kind of like take this path and then skip other levels if you want and beat another level, like the over map. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all about giving people so many options that no one can complain. Yeah, no, just balance it out to keep the complaints to a minimum. Because someone will find a fucking glory hole to stick their damn complaining dick in, let me tell you. Oh, that's what people do. That's, <laughs> that's what people works, do. Man. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh, that's pretty much all the things that I would change to make it a little better if we did like a redux like BGBS Kickstarter. Yeah. Bionic Commando. Uh anything you you guys would change. Uh I definitely wouldn't add a jump in, number one reason because if you added a jump in and I mentioned this on the last podcast very briefly at the end, you can't have a designated grappling hook arm button because the other button of course is to shoot so you need a button that's designated just to the grappling hook so you and you have to have the d-pad to go in you know the diagonal directions left right and up so uh without that i don't think it would work with the jump button maybe you guys do um but what do you guys think no definitely no jump definitely no jump no it's not designed for it really makes it unique you know yeah, I mean, it, it would be fucking garbage if they decided to fuck it up like that. And even if you added the jump, like you said, you'd have to alter every level so you couldn't reach certain things, or you'd barely use the arm. You'd just jump through it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think and like the focus in, is re- on the arm. in rearm too. I think they do such like a little hop that it's like not even worth doing the jump at that point. Mm. Yeah, just to appease people, like to put a jump in there, but not make it really like a manageable it, function. Give them a useless jump, so <laughs> they can say they can at least jump. Oh, he can't jump that high because the arm's so heavy. He can't jump that high. That's what I think Doom should be because I think adding jump and Doom ruins the levels. Oh, yeah, I wasn't designed for them. Because you can just jump up to a platform and get the key card when you're supposed to, like, yeah. go through this huge horde of demons. Yeah. And hit oh, we, we did that so many times where I, I would, like, just jump into something or duck and go through a corridor you're not supposed to. Yeah, jumps, yeah. And, jumps and crouches are banned only because it's not designed that way on, on my servers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. But uh, that's pretty much all I got for Biocom. I don't know if you guys want to throw in. No, I mean, I it's a uh, really... You touched it all. <laughs> he touched it all. Thanks, man. Thanks. I always try to. <laughs> <laughs> he manhandled that Biocom. 
<laughs> that grappling hook, oh, yep. so long. Really turns me on, Mean Gene. Mean Gene, woo! <laughs> so, um, yeah, we definitely need to uh, give old Biocom at least a, a bullshit grade. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what are you thinking, Kyle? I would have given it a B plus, but the fact that Lad Spencer is so badass, I have to give it an A minus. Nice, um, there's nice. so much that I would change about it. I can't give it an A. Definitely not an A plus, but just to make it more intuitive, the people who picked it up for the first time, yeah, um, they didn't really take that into consideration. Um, that's the only thing that I found that was kind of like you immediately made it like an adult only game when I could have made it an adult and a kid game. Like, yeah. Zelda, like Zelda 2. Zelda 2 was designed in a way that you knew kind of intuitively where to go mm-hmm. if you were an adult or a kid. So that's the one, that's where I dock it. And that's it. Yeah, what about you, Kevin? Um, yeah, I'd probably say, thinking about it, there's so many things I, I like about it that were unique and diverse, like I was saying, that kind of makes every, got a piece for everybody to like but overall it's definitely like eggnog i'm sure for a lot of people out there like you'll either love or hate it i think this game but you really got to give it the time of day like jeff said to get the mechanics down and in this day and age i don't know too many people that have the patience unfortunately the way it goes but um overall it, it's definitely it's it i feel like it's an a but really by the end of the day i'm just giving it a b i'd think just because, like, those things that Kyle was saying, maybe if those were corrected and stuff, it would have been a little bit more for me. But yeah. it's definitely a solid B, almost a B plus, but I'm just going to go with B. And plus, nice. some really quick, I just want to jump in there. Area 6 is extremely hard. Yeah. <laughs> there's a plateau, and I want to mention this, and this is with some other games too, but there's a certain plateau. This level Area 6 will differentiate um, a certain gamer, like, Separate the boys from the men. There you go. It's just kind of in a platform way, because not all of us can be good at everything. So it's just, most people get stuck at, at Area 6. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying anything negative to anybody or anything like that, but most people get stuck at that, and that's a make-or-break spot for people. Yeah, you got to really take some time and practice for some people to actually get across that one, and others it'll just be natural after a few tries, I'm sure. Yeah, and uh, I would just say keep keep trying. You'll eventually beat it. There was uh, stories that I read where a certain dude couldn't beat it, and he took it over to his cousin's house so he could beat it for him, and it was that hard for certain people. Yeah. So that's really a crossroads in that game. Um, I would say look up the speedrun and watch how he does it. <laughs> <laughs> and you might get your eyes might open a little bit to uh, not only this game but other platformers too. So um, I would say well, if you're going to play the game the first time, only use a guide or you know uh, it, like an internet source at the last resort. Um, try if to you get it. lost or stuck or something. Yeah, try to beat it on your own. It's a great experience. The storyline's great. Just com- communicating, wiretapping, figuring out all the information that's all part of the storyline. So be sure to uh, go to all the rooms that you can. Just explore everything. And really, I think the creator wanted you to do that. So in the end, you would be a bionic arm master. And uh, it's just something great to even just to pop on. It's just very impressive to watch someone play that game. Yeah. That's, that's another thing about it. Um, it. It's pretty amazing to watch a really great player at Bionic Commando. It's pretty jaw-dropping, too. You're like, Jesus Christ, you know. So, um, yeah. it definitely has its rewards, man. 
<laughs> yeah, it's definitely cool. All right, so um, for my grade, <laughs> um, I'm actually more less forgiving of the coolness of Lad Spencer. Um, just because like just because the guy's a badass doesn't mean I um I I still wouldn't just like you I wouldn't change some things. So I I would definitely because I would change a couple items in it. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a few things that could have been done a little better. Um, mm-hmm. I just yeah. give it I give it like a straight B plus. It's not not quite nice. an a, it's not quite an A game for me. Um, but it's still badass, amazing, and an awesome experience for the NES. And I feel like anything that's a a B or above is like a must play for the system. Oh yeah. Anything that's Definitely. a B or above. Like when you get to the B minuses, it's like, well, okay, now it's getting a little, you know, harder to digest. And once you get into the C's, yeah. once you get into the C's, they're average games. But yeah, the B's are and and the B plus, it's almost like a B plus to me is like it's almost like perfection. Almost a great game experience. Like that's like a mastery. And there's like a couple items, it would have been perfect. Yep, it certainly would have, and uh, I, I almost gave it a B plus too. But yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like, it, w- it would be great to uh, make that Redux one day. Yeah, I mean, there's people there. Um, they've definitely done a bunch of hacks of Bionic Commando. I know there's like a Bionic Commando '99 hack out there. In- a few other ones. So one of those hacks might have already done a lot of our, you know, suggestions. So I mean, that might be another cool thing to do one day when you get bored is just research some of the ROMs and see what they do. And what what I was thinking too, like when I was playing Joe and Mac for Super NES, um, I remember when I beat the first level is huge. It's kind of like a Mario three thing where there's levels within a level. So when I got to the end, I actually thought that I beat the game, and that was just the first like stage. <laughs> Joan, Joan Max really long, but I think that's what Bionic Commando in my mind should be like. Where that's just the first level, and there's the, there's a save feature, and uh, there's like three or four levels just like that. So you, there's like forty levels that you can grapple and stuff. So that's so like, you're so you're saying like like that the whole Bionic Commando would have been like the first campaign. Yeah, and the second campaign would be in the same game. That'd be pretty then cool. Then we would just develop the the other levels. Yeah, I mean, you could obviously John Romero style. do that amazingly. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a really cool little game hacker world. That'd be fun as shit. If I had Aladdin's lamp, man. Nah, I just gotta have time, <laughs> patience, and yep. yeah, because yeah, that's the one. That's the one thing about like game creation and hacking and. All that stuff is like the only way to get it is to basically do it yourself because nobody's going to have as much passion for something as you will. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Like when you have an idea, you're the one who has the most passion for it. And the problem is, though, is there's a steep learning curve with that. It's kind of like buying a commando. you got to rewire your brain. <laughs> first things first. Yep. Exactly. Tough yes, shit. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Biocom. Great little treat. I think we've been talking, um, and our next game of focus doesn't mean we're going to play it for a week or two or seven. It's just whenever we get it done. Um, it's going to be Shatterhand. Hell yeah, dude. All right. And yeah. platformer fun. Straight, linear, you know, going to be like action style game. It's going to be fun. Um, and, you know, we, we do have a, um, there's, there's a couple of pretty cool, um, 
new talk worthy items that came out. Not necessarily news, but more more shit we can bullshit about. There's one really cool one, and we'll save that one for second. But I basically wrote down two little bullet ones. One was it was a link that I sent to you guys during the week. Basically, it's a Commodore 64 remake of Ghost and Goblins. Oh yes, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and like it was just apparently released, and they made it more like the arcade because there were two like Ghost and Goblins released for the uh, Commodore back in the day, and. They both were pretty pretty shabby. I think the European one was a little bit better, apparently. But this one uh, revamps everything, uh, takes the best of both worlds. <clears throat> really weird because the first level doesn't have the right um, music, but the second level does. So it's pretty interesting. But the first level music that they have in there is Commodore Greatness. So, um, but yeah, the Ghost and Goblins um, remake it just shows that the you know homebrew community on the commodore is alive and kicking um what did you guys think when you uh you know saw that what was your uh reaction to that oh i thought it was pretty interesting that they went the arcade route because it wasn't as uh from what i remember the original that the commodore had wasn't very as accurate to the arcade so it's interesting they went that route instead of just you know perfecting what commodore did but Hey, either way, it's still it's still the game, and they did, from what I can see, they really optimized what the Commodore could do because oh, yeah. looks nothing like looks nothing like the other ones that fantastic. Commodore officially had. Yeah, no, it looks it looks very good, and um, I'd be definitely interested to try it out. I definitely would have to dig out my Commodore and see if it still works. <laughs> yeah, that's get that one going. That's what I wrote too on on my little notes was is that I need to get my Commodore up and running because. I have the uh, the little SD card reader for my Commodore, so I could load her on on my Commodore and play it. So, I mean, that's definitely needs to happen like sooner than later. I hope. <laughs> yeah, I still need to get one of those SD adapters. That's definitely on my to do list. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know like how to properly format the card or anything because I've never actually. <laughs> tried it out yet mm-hmm. that i will eventually it's, it's one of those things where we got a million games to play yeah at least a million so um the last one's gonna let kyle put on his uh, analytical hat oh yes i like <laughs> that okay <laughs> so there's been a few um things in the news about gamestop jumping into the retro market yeah 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 okay so initially you know gamestop like had we're taking retro games at a few different locations right we, we talked about that in a previous podcast sure did yeah um they've moved to actually having retro games online now so right now you can go online to gamestop and find retro games um now now here's the thing they have fair prices on rare retro titles. Oh, nice. Some of their titles are cheaper than price charting or than eBay. And I'm saying, like, a $120 game is, like, 80 bucks. Can I get my gun knack finally? You might be able to get gun knack for, you know, $20 cheaper than the going rate. Um, now, here's the thing. It's GameStop, right? So... No. Are they pricing because they want to get a good name out for themselves so people will come use them? I, th- I think that's part of it. Yep. But will this cause a retro market shift? Yep. I, I'm, I'm leaning toward that. Like, Do you think that the entire eBay market is going to – games are going to get cheaper? This has to happen. Because GameStop is so big. This has to happen. This is how it – this is how like it works. Like, 
This is how, like, the life cycle works. Yeah, this game market was like the housing market, man. It's going to balloon, I think, and explode eventually. And then this big badass comes in and says no. Yeah, see, yep. like, everybody was saying, oh, the bubble's going to burst. People are going to get tired. The game prices are going to go down. But really, it just took a Walmart or it took GameStop just putting out retro. And yep. then they priced the game at this price. Well, guess what? They set the standard now. They absolutely do. You're not going to be able to sell your shit on eBay for $120 because it's $80 at GameStop. It's done. That's right. They set the standard. Now you got to drop $10 cheaper so then the game gets And GameStop cheaper. needs to do this because with all the digital f- moving forward with newer stuff, they're going to have nothing in their stores. No, that's what so they're doing. So this is them being smart, getting ahead of the curve, and starting to have stock in their stores again. This shows how desperate... How desperate they are! They're 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 reaching out to us, basically. Oh yeah. Well, well, if anything, they got that advantage. It's not like Blockbuster could turn around and start selling beta. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they just went down. Think about this: Is this going to kill the brick and mortar stores? Mom and pops always take a hit, man. The small guys get crunched, unfortunately. You got the video palaces that probably you know pay their rent based on us going in there and paying a couple extra bucks for that limited rare title now that rare title is a GameStop for $40 cheaper but keep in mind with those mom and pops you could actually like have probably a better understanding and guarantee of a quality like if you order that gun knack on GameStop.com I'm sure it's not going to be pristine when you get it or be the stock photo you looked at you know what I mean and that's going to be a different problem yeah, well, the and the thing is, too, is that right now, it's online. It's going to be in every store. Most stores should be online if they're f- having a fucking brain in their head. GameStop's, up, they're about to carry retro in all their stores. They will. And once that happens and it becomes convenience, I don't, because some people think that GameStop's just going to raise their prices to market value. I think that they're just going to set the market value. Because they're yes. so big. No, you're right. They will. <clears throat> and that is the catalyst, just like we were saying before with Kickstarter, the, the catalyst with the big businesses you know, jumping yeah. in. This is the catalyst that could cause the market shift on some titles to come down in price. It's not going to affect your stadium events. Those, those aren't going to show up at those stores. And if they did, they'll probably still command a premium. It's going to affect all your mid-tier titles like the stuff that you would see in a store but they were jumping up in price to like hundreds of dollars like a Mega Man X2 or X3 that was like a 50 60 dollar game and recently jumped up over a hundred dollars that shit's gonna go back down to like 80 bucks or 60 of course the stuff I got (laughs) yeah yeah but I mean those aren't super rare I used to see those all the time and Mega Man 7 nice I was choosing between three different copies and they want fifty dollars. I was like, no, and then it jumps up to a hundred. It's like, no, I'm still no. <laughs> and I still can't find a good seven. Yeah, so like the the I would say the mid ranges are gonna start dropping down. The the cheaper games are gonna be cheaper. So I mean I, I really do think that there's there's no bubble that's gonna burst where all of a sudden all your games are gonna lose value, but I do think that some of the prices are gonna even out because GameStop's just gonna simply be hard-nosed and just set the prices um now what was cool though is i saw an article they said like the top 10 most expensive retro games for for gamestop and almost all of them are disc based (laughs) really yeah so they looked at the price chart they picked them all out and like a lot of them are playstation one games and stuff expensive as hell now, did they say how far back they'll take retro games? Like, I'm going to come in with my Odyssey games and they'll give me money? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. They they definitely have a list of everything that they're um, accepting. 
I know some of okay. the uh, some of the randoms are definitely on there though. I mean, I'm just not sure like how far back they go and all that. Yeah, I was just wondering if they like set up Atari twenty six hundred and that's as old as we go, you know. But you know the, the you know the same. classic GameStop though, they're gonna give you a quarter for whatever you bring in. Oh, so. they usually give <laughs> yeah, yeah. no 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 no. They'll give you a penny cash, too, they'll give you a quarter in credit. Always it's always a classic. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is the classic GameStop thing, is they're gonna give you a tenth <laughs> of what they're gonna fucking sell it for. So and they're just trying to get the desperate people and the unfortunate thing is is that we'll also affect the um the garage sale finds for people because it's because uh, most collectors still aren't going to go to gamestop and trade their shit in to me the people that have their stuff sitting in their garage or the fairweather fans that you know got into collecting nintendo games now they're fucking done with it and they want to go get their new ps4 game they're going to take in their nintendo cartridges yeah, they have an alternative to the grass sales now. God damn it. <laughs> and, and they got an alternative to listing shit on eBay. Because that is yeah. a big hassle. It's a fucking yeah, job. Yeah, shipping it, you know, all that fucking shit. And now well, they can go in the there. Craigslist. They can go in there. They don't have to barter with a mom and pop guy that, you know, sometimes they're not personable. I've met some really cool ones, too. But there's some mom and pop guys. I mean, Video Palace is a classic one. That is just the guy is, like, pissed off all the time. You don't have to deal with the Craigslist killer. You can go and place the guys behind the counter. It's all cool. Yeah, and then it's like GameStop, so you know they're going to be constantly getting a new shit for you. Yeah, yeah you know, they give you some kind of credit, some kind of deal, whatever. Yeah, that's why, like, before, as I know uh, Walmart was getting into that, too. It just never panned out. But Walmart would be super dangerous for, you know, the, the retro gaming bubble. Because if you could sell your stuff to Walmart, your retro games... <laughs> We go fucking buy some milk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could like go. live just normally. <laughs> That's dangerous, man. So all of a sudden, these cartridges are going to become currency. Yeah, hell yeah, it's like bottle caps or yep. cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, it's like the lower tier of the pyramid of needs, you know. The pyramid you know, of power. Just like shelter, clothes, and food, and Nintendo games. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> That's why they have Nintendo boxes underneath freaking, you know, bridges and <laughs> on the highway. You know, more, more people in this world have iPhones and toothbrushes right now. That's awesome. Bunch yeah, of... think about that. I can tell by how many people I've had to talk to at work. Hell <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, classic times. More people so have iPhones than toothbrushes. I like to see the... The actual numbers on that. That'd yeah, be hilarious. So that, I, I need to look it up lately. It was a while ago I read that, but uh, we're at about 51 minutes. What do you guys think? Oh, there yeah, man. Go. Oh, yeah, we're good. It's a good wrap-up point. Toothbrushes is the closeout. All right, man. <laughs> yeah, that works. Thank you for listening to VGBS. We appreciate everybody taking the time to get through this whole uh, arduous podcast. We love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to correspond with us, you can email us at bgbspodcast at gmail.com. We also have a phone number. It is 262264BGBS. You can leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text message, um, whatever you want to do, correspond. Also, comment on us, shoot us a message on Facebook, Twitter, Google+. Leave a message on one of Kevin's videos on YouTube. We love hearing what people um, think about the podcast. All right, see you later. Woo! Take it easy, guys. Later!